The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Allison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Hello and welcome to The Mickey Ellison Show. This is Mickey Ellison and my guest today is uh, co-host Tiffany Sweely. And um, this is a show that actually I think it, it may not be, it may not at first be popular, but, uh, you know, it's funny. I will do shows and I post on Facebook. I, I really don't know how many people listen to the show. It could be two. It could be a thousand. It could be, uh, it, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I think it's more than two because I, I, I go back and listen to it every once in a while. My, I know my mom does, but, um, one thing that, that has really, uh, has struck me is, is that, um, perspective and putting things into perspective before we go into the show i want to remind folks that are, are listening and you're in the in the wichita or anywhere in the kansas area um complete fitness live with tiffany sweely who you're going to hear today on the show is, is going to be here in wichita uh lord willing if weather holds up for us um on uh, march 5th at, at glen park christian church the link to the event is on MickeyEllison.com. You'll just see it over there. It says uh, Complete Fitness Live. But um, I want to hit on today's show a little bit because uh, on what uh, on the thoughts of perspective. Um, when we think about perspective, we, we can start to put things, make things more important than, than what they are. Uh, on on the, uh, what I shared earlier today, um, Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work it. Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. And that that verse is actually a verse that I have used oh multiple times with with our boys on, on our baseball team. And the reason I would I yeah, the reason I would do that was because imagine doing whatever it is you're doing if you were doing it for God. How would that change your perspective of what you're doing? Would you look to put the attention on yourself or would you look to bring the attention back to God? And we can get really caught up in, in what we're going to go into. By the way, Tiffany, hey, welcome to the show. Oh, good to be here. Thanks. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we can turn um, what starts off as good, how we can turn that into an idol. And 
we'll first go into it. I've asked Tiffany to do this as well, but I'm going to go through what what was good in my life that I did turn into an idol. And and, and when you start to look at these things, you got to start thinking from uh, a standpoint of forever, thinking of eternity. And three idols that pop up in my head, and I actually wrote a blog. That blog is on, on MickeyEllison.com. There's three idols I get that pop up right into my head, and I just thought of a fourth that I've had in my life. One is baseball. And, you know, one way I can find that is I, I'm not alone in this is I actually went out the other day and did a Google search on, on certain things. I think you can find some of these idols by the number of, um, oh, what is it called, hits or, or uh, the yes, results yes. That, that you get from, from Google. And the number one that I had found so far was sports. And if you, if you, when I Googled it the other day, there was 3.8 billion hits on sports. Now, I, sports are not bad. That's not what I'm sitting here trying to say because I still love the game of baseball. But my entire life, and Tiffany, you, you can vouch for this because you saw it. Um, especially growing up, most of my life was centered around the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. It was it was what I, I from the time we I was six or seven, and we at Cedar Grove Elementary School when we used to do those those career days. I would dress up in my baseball uniform. That's what I wanted to be. Now, is that necessarily a bad thing? No, but I spent so much time and so much energy that it it almost engrossed my entire being and my thought. That's that's who I was. You know, it reminded, reminds me of the show that David Simpson and I did two weeks ago where we we were talking about unemployment and how how people have gotten to the point that the article was talking about the big lie, um, 5.6% unemployment. And while that is a lie, uh, we're, we don't have 5.6% unemployment. But what really struck me was one part that this guy had written in here, and he didn't realize the lie that, that he was writing it at the same time, I don't think. And it said, a good job is an individual's primary identity, their very self-worth, their dignity. It establishes the relationship they have with their friends, community, and country. And when, when I die, Tiffany, when you die, are you going to be remembered? Are you going to be remembered? Am I going to be remembered as a financial planner? I went to I, I went to a, a a good friend of mine's funeral not too long ago, which just so happens to be the church that we're going to be doing the the event at on the fifth. And no one remembered that he was uh, um, he he was a mechanic and he had had a forklift business. That that wasn't what people what I heard people talking about. I heard about selflessness, and, and Dewey was probably the most selfless one of the most selfless people I've ever met. Um, Dewey was uh, remembered for the fun times, the things that we did a, as a group because we had a really tight – we still do have a really tight um, golf group. But what happened in my, in my life, and, and that was in May of 1993, baseball came to an abrupt end for me. And it wasn't because of an injury. It was frankly because I wasn't good enough to play beyond that. And at the time, it, it, over time, it became somewhat devastating because that was my identity. That's what I wanted to be. That's every every ounce of that I had, I'd put into that. Yeah, I, you know, I passed my classes at Vanderbilt, 
but really, um, I wasn't interested in being a human resources director and taking human and organizational development. It was about being a baseball player. And then suddenly, in May of 1993, that dream was taken away. And it left me lost for quite some time in going through the, through the motions. Um, fast forward a few years after we had had our, our problems with debt. And, and I guess money had to have become uh, uh, an idol for me as well because that's what drove us into the debt, striving to have more money. Um, but when I was overweight – at 250 or 60 pounds, whatever it was at the top of that weight, I became obsessed. I became obsessed with losing weight. Now, was it, Tiffany, was it bad that I decided that I needed to lose weight? No. But what no, happened, bad. What happened in, in that time frame <clears throat> was that I lost the weight. But I can remember um, when, when my body started started to break down a little bit, my fear was that um, you know, I wasn't going to be able to maintain that weight. And mm-hmm. um, in 2008, which I've talked about on the show, I've talked about at our events, is probably the year that I would have peer, appeared to reach fitness because I was at, I was at my weight, the, at virtually the same weight I'm at right now. Um, and we had just come off making the most money we'd ever made in our, in our lives. And... Within six months, I was on my knees, scared to death, not only uh, being scared to death because of the financial situation that was going on in, in the economy and the clients that were being affected by it, but also scared to death that my body was starting to break down at the same time. So mm-hmm. the two idols I had put as, as my primary things that I was going for were letting me down. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, even though all those years I believed in God, I, I, I said I trusted in God, but that was the moment. Somewhere, I don't remember the exact date, in 2009, when I finally looked up at God after being angry, scared, um, all these other things. I looked up at God and I said, God, I can't do this. I need your help. And I think all this time, there's a song by uh, – um, by casting crowns is all, all you ever wanted, I think is the name of the song. And all he ever wanted was me to fully trust him. Now, has that, has that, uh, do I struggle with that at times today? Yeah, I do struggle with that at times as we're, we're walking through, um, this, this walk of faith that Tiffany's along with me on, on complete fitness. That has been, um, uh, something that for the first time in my life I have moved completely on faith, but it hasn't been been always at times when I haven't always been focused so much on God because there were to be times of frustrations would would come in because frankly it does cost money to operate the the and for us to spread this message. But when I start focusing on the money issue, I start taking focus off of what the real issue, which is God. So in my life, I can look back and I can find those three gods. I had put baseball as a god. I had put um, fitness as a god. I had put financial stability as a god. I work in an industry where we teach people, where we're teaching people and helping them reach what is known as financial security. And and honest to goodness, it, it can't be reached. Now you may have all the money that you've ever wanted, but all it takes is one instance of a car accident, which takes the health away at the same time. 
But all it takes is one of those instances to, that takes place, whether it be the collapse of the stock market in 2008 or, or, or some, some other type of instance. Someone gets hurt on your, on your land and you're, now you're being sued or whatever it might be. And then suddenly the finances have left you, the fitness have left, has left you, and for me the baseball had left me. And the other one that I would throw in would have been golf. Um, because I can remember many a Sunday morning when um, all I wanted our pastor to do was to quit talking so I could go play golf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, I do want to go more into the dangers of these things. And, and in, the, in, the next, in the next segment, Tiffany, we'll, we will talk about one of the things that's pushing me on, on this is I, is I see people, you know, what are you supposed to do when you see people making the exact same mistakes that you made 15, 20 years ago? And, uh, you know, I, I invite you to talk about some of, 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 of your gods, some of the gods, lowercase g, that, that you've had in your life, Tiff. Um, I would say I struggled with some of the same things that you did. I think that um, if you have a talent and you're talented at something that you can put that first in your life and you can get your, um, your fix, I guess, if you will, from being good at that and... Um, you kind of see that as, as the source of your happiness and the source of your uh, joy. And anything that becomes the source of your, your joy over God, you've obviously made an idol. And I definitely think that the whole um, fitness thing, especially when I was in my 20s, became an idol for me because I got, I got pretty you know obsessed with seeing how far I could go and how, um, how in shape I could get and... and that really took over for quite a while, but my heart wasn't um, really turned towards God at that time, and I was really kind of just living in my flesh. So I definitely turned towards um, fitness as, a, as an idol. And I also think that you can make a person in your life an idol. You know, I think at times I looked to Chris as, as a source of my happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of God. And, and I, I drew too much on our relationship. Um, of course, we're supposed to be happy together, but I think sometimes um, I looked at it too much as a source. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put too much pressure on our relationship to make me happy instead of making sure my, my relationship with God was on point. Yeah, and, and I think those relationships and and the blessings that, that we have are, you know, they virtually come from, from the grace of God. I, I, I have, I've seen someone that uh, um, has actually been on the show, and, and I've watched people that have had battles with, with cancer. And um, it, it scares me when I, when I actually see someone say it, I beat cancer, or mm, I yeah. beat this, or I beat that. Or mm-hmm. if you're if you're going out there trying to help people become healthy, and the first thing you want to do, and I'm guilty of this one, okay? Because mm-hmm. I did this six months ago. First thing I want to do is is take a picture so you can see that I you can actually see my abs today. Well, mm-hmm. at that point, yes, I'm happy. I'm I'm excited of, about the the results that I've gotten. But if I'm trying to keep the the focus on God, I brought that. I, I wanted that attention. I want people to say, yeah, look at what you've done. You know, right. you and I, you know, we talked off the air a few minutes ago that one area that we have to be careful with with, with, with even the ministry of complete fitness is that we don't turn complete fitness in, into our goal because our, our we are pointing, doing everything we can to point 
toward the definition of complete fitness. And David Simpson actually put it best uh, on that show that he was on too. He says, Mickey, he says, I, I think what you, you guys really should is you sh- the, the title of your book is what you should throw at the beginning of, of what, what you're doing because you're on the road to complete fitness. We're all, yes. we're, we're all on a road. One is right. either to complete fitness, which is through Christ only, mm-hmm. or is on a road to destruction. And um, they're, they're, the road to complete fitness through to Christ is a road that is it's called the narrow road for a reason, Tiff, mm-hmm. because it isn't, it, it isn't easy. No, it, it's, it's not easy. Um, it, it's very, um, you know, our, our flesh... We like the attention. I like the attention. I one of my I've told I think I've told you and I may have even said it on the show. One of my biggest weaknesses is that I like for people to like me, and I often go into into great detail when I figure out they don't to try to get them to like me. Right. And um, you know sometimes it's a struggle sometimes even with with this this ministry in and of itself because I know. We're going to say things that are going to make people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They actually make me uncomfortable, but at, at, at times. But you've got to stop and ask yourself a question: Why? Why does it make me uncomfortable? Is it because there may be some truth in what's being said, and I don't like it? You know, there there's plenty of uh, books. You know, when, when I did that Google search the other day, Tiff, let's see if I can find it over in my, my stack of stuff that I, I put together. And we we talked about um, um, sports being at three point eight billion, but uh, weight loss two hundred sixty seven million, uh, physical fitness was uh, ninety one million, self help three hundred sixty two million. There was three hundred eighty three hits on self help books. Debt help two hundred ninety four million, and then I went in and I thought, well, heck, I wonder what what would happen if I put in God's will. It was $32 million. Uh-huh. And we can easily trick ourselves into believing what we are doing is God's will. But the, the, you know, my pastor, David Welsh, one of the, uh, one of the greatest things and, and something I, I try to always go back to is he says, Mickey, if you think God is calling you to do something, if there's anything in that that contradicts Scripture, it's not him. Right. It's something else. Right. And, uh, you know, we're getting ready to go to a break. I, I do want you to expand more on what, what we've talked about when we get back from the break, Tiffany. I want to remind everyone in the, uh, in the Wichita, Kansas area, northern, uh, you know, north central Oklahoma, um, anywhere in central Kansas, Tiffany Swilly and I will be at uh, Glen Park Christian Church on March 5th here in Wichita. The link is on the, the side of MickeyEllison.com. You click on that. It tells you exactly where it is, what time it's going on. And we also have the blessing of having Lauren Scaife. At that same event, so that if you do have questions about uh, fitness and, and diet, she can answer those questions for you. Um, we'll be back in a minute with Tiffany Swilly and Mickey Elson. See you then. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Dance Talk Radio has come to Voice America. Join host Tracy Marciniak and her celebrity guests every week for a show that takes you inside the world of dance. 
What's it like working with stars like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift? The experts share their stories and the behind-the-scenes secrets. Plus, inside tips to become a better dancer, instructor, or studio owner. Dance on over to the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific for Dance Talk Radio. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvind Vora, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. Wanna, uh, I'm glad you're here with us and want to remind you that uh, next week, uh, Thursday, March 5th, Tiffany and I will be live in Wichita at Glen Park uh, Christian Church at 7 p.m. If you want to know more about the event, you can click on the uh, link at MickeyEllison.com. Um, you can also read the most recent blog that I, I've, I've written uh, about uh, idolatry and the the topic of this show. But uh, you know, I, I really wanted to bring some attention to this because I I've been following quite a few people because of because of the show i'm on facebook quite a bit you know tiffany is funny yesterday I, I i sent you an email real quick because we got some pretty good news about um where we're going to be able to do the event here in here in wichita uh, next week and then i walked out of my house i forgot my phone i actually had to go up to uh, uh salina kansas to to visit my my wife's grandmother who had fallen ill this past weekend she's doing pretty good by the way but um uh, I forgot my phone, and at first it was like, uh, oh, I, I left my idol at home. And mm-hmm. by the end of that trip, I'm going, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying life without this thing. And uh, but uh, you also saw something, and I, and I know I'm kind of going all over the place. But uh, um, in yesterday's trip, we we visited with my wife's grandmother, who is 93 years old now. And on the same trip on the way back, we got to visit with um, some cousins of hers. They lived just outside of a, a small town called McPherson, Kansas, and they had just had their first child. And yesterday was was his his one week birthday, and it was it, it just it really dawned on me that you know we're, we're seeing I, I see someone who has reached close to the end. Uh, I, I don't know that her grandmother's going to going to pass away anytime real soon but we also went the other extreme with someone at the beginning and we have an opportunity in, in this life to, when we go from from the baby standpoint to to grandma's standpoint 
where we get mixed up is in the middle. And, you know, we, we're we going to have, uh, um, you know, I, I watch people on Facebook, and this is kind of what I was getting to, even though I'm rambling a little bit. Um, I, I watch people on Facebook posting things about fitness, and I've watched them post about finance and, and posting about all these other things, that, that, especially the fitness and the finance. And, and Tiffany, it, it, it scares me when I see people posting the exact same things that I did that brought me to my knees in 2009. And that is a, it, it, it's keeping things in perspective and, and being able to, you know, God, we've talked about how, how um, there, there's a verse of scripture that talks about that God wants us to prosper. But, you know, does that necessarily mean here in, in, on this earth? Because, you know, if, if I take and look at, at this, this, heretical teaching that's out there about how God apparently there's a different Christianity for Americans than there is for the Christians that I see when I go to the Voice of the Martyrs um, website and for whatever reason why is it that God wants us as Americans to prosper but yet doesn't want the Christians in the Sudan who are, are running for their lives to prosper well in the reality he does he wants us to prosper, but we don't actually. We may not. We may prosper in this life, but we may prosper after this life, and we may prosper in different ways in in this life. But you know, I think Tiffany, one of the reasons that uh, this is just my personal opinion. One of the reasons that that we struggle so much with debt and and through a lot of that time, while I prayed to get out of the debt, I think God realized that um, I wasn't ready for him to help us out of the out of the debt because i would have given the credit to me mm -hmm. and it's just right. like the person who has cancer that that is is either in remission or is healed they may have a tendency to give credit to themselves but right you know, it doesn't mean you didn't do all the right things um but one person that's been on the show has done all the right things but also my buddy um dewey did all the right things too and he got a totally right. different result so, right. um, but go ahead and expand. I, I, I'm, I will talk the whole time. You know that if I don't let you talk, if I don't <laughs> stop talking. But, um, well, when we were on the break, you know, we talked about that, um, the word of God says to not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and worms will destroy it and rust, <laughs> but instead lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven because they're eternal. And, there's only two mindsets as a Christian that we have. We have a spiritual mindset, and then we have our flesh, because our flesh never goes away. It's always going to be there. And um, to live a selfless life where you have things in priority, you know, it's like Joyce Meyer says, it's, it's the one that you feed the most. You know, do you feed your spiritual life, or do you feed your flesh more? And to keep things in priority, you have to keep your relationship with God first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And when we start to let that slip and we start to let that kind of go down on our priority list, that's when slowly the idols start to build because our flesh starts to take over. You know, our flesh wants to be satisfied. We want, you know, pretty things and we want vacations and we want um, accolades from our friends. We want to keep up with what everybody else is doing. So our flesh begins to take over because our spirit man 
is slipping. Uh-huh. And so I think that the key um, for us to keep the idols down is to keep our relationship with, with Christ up and keep it first and keep it foremost. Because I can tell you all day long, you know, don't build up idols. But if I don't tell you how to not build up idols, then I'm not doing you any good. So every day, start your day um, with putting God first and end your day with Him and make sure that that relationship with Him is constantly in the forefront of your mind because as soon as it starts to slip, that's when we will fill it with something else. It's just mm-hmm. like a, a person who's addicted. Um, you've heard a lot of people will lose weight and then they'll start smoking. Well, that's mm-hmm. because they've um, exchanged one addiction for another. Or if they start smoking, they start eating and they gain a lot of weight. <laughs> right. right. You know, so the same goes for our spiritual life. If we don't fill our spiritual self with God, um, we're going to try to fill it with something else, whether it's sports or money or you know, trying to look good, um, we're going to feel it with something to try to make ourselves feel good. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think one of the, for me, one of the, the tests that I have to give myself is, is it, it's not what people can see, it's what people can't see. And where, yeah. where, where are my thoughts? You know, one of the prayers I, I've, I've had in, in, in doing this, is I've had quite a few prayers on, on it. You know, one was to purify my motives and to make aware of, make me aware if there's any impurity in my motives and what we're doing with complete fitness or frankly in my life in general. Yeah. And the other and the other was God make my thoughts match my actions. Mm-hmm. And um and that is difficult to do at times because um yeah there 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 are there are plenty of times we we have someone that makes us angry. And what we say and what we think are two different things, and that's probably a good idea at times on that one. <laughs> but but where where do my thoughts go? Where each and every each and every day do I put things in in, in front of me that will will cause my thoughts to stray? Now sometimes you can't help that. You know, it's not to say that um, that that you you don't have a job. I mean, we remember Paul is is writing many of the books in, in the New Testament. But Paul was also a tent maker. We don't remember Paul as a tent maker, but he was a tent maker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I even I even mentioned to to someone one time that uh, you know uh, th- this industry that I'm in it disgusts me. It does disgust me. And um, you know one of the lessons that we're gonna we're gonna be teaching, or I'm gonna be teaching, with, with, is not just about the debts, but the evils of debts, and and, and where um, much of it is actually it, it's built into our system. And it's really hard to fight against, but um, it, it's really easy to have our our thoughts get motivated so much in one direction. It's just like that article, Tiff, where the guy was talking about unemployment. And in that article, he writes something about my primary identity being with a job. Well, we wouldn't remember much about Paul if his primary identity was being a tent maker. Right. And, you know, obviously – Part of part of your uh, your identity is your talent. That is part of mm-hmm. your identity, but that's also a gift from God that can mm-hmm. be used to bring glory to Him if you choose to do so. But you can also choose to pretend like you're doing it for the glory of God to bring attention to yourself. 
Right. And I think it would be really sad for us to all um, end our lives. And the biggest thing that somebody remembers about us is our occupation. Mm-hmm. Because I think that God put us here for relationships. He put us here to impact other people's lives. And sometimes we can impact them with, you know, what we do for a living. <clears throat> but primarily what we do for a living um, is just to help us survive. Right. And what God's called us to do goes far far beyond that. And, you know, if I were to say, what, what do I want to be remembered as? I want to be remembered as a very godly woman. And I want to be remembered as somebody who really did impact people's lives and helped a whole lot of people get to heaven. <laughs> right, right. To yeah, me, that and, and, is far more important than to say, oh, well, she was talented or she was a businesswoman or she was whatever. Um, because those are just very temporal things. And um, I think we get so consumed with that because we live so in the here and now and we don't really think about the legacy that we're going to leave behind. Yeah, and, and it can be very very difficult not to live in the, the here and now because you do have to in a, in a, in a sense because yes. again my, my kids my kids need food and clothes and 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 shelter and those those sorts of things but God knows that yeah God God knows that um, and, and but you know I think many times that uh, you know you know people have been I had a good friend of mine send me send me an email actually you know this good friend of mine you've met him um, for a couple of times, but he sent me an email recently that he was struggling with tithing. And it wasn't that, um, he was, uh, he didn't want to give, but what, what he was, where he was really getting con- concerned was that, you know, I'm told that if I give, I'm going to receive. He mm-hmm. says, but I'm right now having to, um, Worry about whether I, I make my tithe, write, write my check to the tithe, to a church that you know doesn't even disclose how much the preacher makes. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I didn't have the answer except I went and looked up quite a bit of it. And, and much of the uh, much of the teaching of, of the tithe itself comes from Old Testament Testament teaching, and it actually comes from giving of um, things from this earth. It didn't have actually didn't have anything to do with money whatsoever mm-hmm. and um, I, I think many of our fellow Christians and, 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 and folks are being um, fleeced to an extent um, that doesn't mean that uh, uh, you're not supposed to give because you are because there's scripture that says God um, blesses a cheerful giver mm-hmm. but you know in his case there wasn't anything cheerful going on in, in, in that giving it was me going, I'm going to give this, expecting that I'm going to get this. And you know, we've got the we've got the dollar a day campaign, which I think has the ability to be extremely powerful to help people going forward um, with, with problems of debt. We, you know, the person we're helping this month, we've we've seen an event where she got an unexpected bill of three hundred sixty-two dollars, and then we had an unexpected gift of three hundred sixty-five dollars on the exact same day. Um, but we've seen her have the ability to eliminate in a month a bill that was $130 a month. She was able to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has, the, uh, it has the power to be able to, to help people significantly. And heavens, right now we have 17 of us. If there's, if there's thousands of us, that's huge. But 
in the mm-hmm. same vein, that cannot be the identity of complete fitness. That's just one way that, that we're – frankly, we're not helping anybody outside. I'm sending $30 a month to 31 or 28 but without the other people – you know, if, if this person gets completely out of debt and then we're going to help someone else out of debt, mm-hmm. the, the, you can't take credit for it, Tiffany, because I know you're doing the dollar a day. And I can't get credit for it either because my $28 didn't get them out of debt. It was the combination of the entire group right, that did absolutely. that. And, um, you know, the, it's just a message. And, again, I may be going all over the place, but, you know, sometimes one of the, the, the best places to go, and especially talking to my buddy Will, on, on this is is to go to scripture not, without me yeah. trying to, to write it and in second Peter 2 17 through 19 it talks about um, the folks that are, are doing things possibly in, saying they're doing it in God's name but it's really not and it says these people are springs without water again this is second Peter 2 17 through 19 these people are springs without water and mist driven by a storm blackest darkness is reserved on them for they mouth empty boastful words and by appealing to the lustful desires, appealing to the lustful desires, those those are those desires for wealth. Those are those desires for for fitness. Those are the, all those desires. By appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were in the beginning. And, you know, that that's where um, it, you, can, you, you look at what the teacher is appealing to, Tiffany, I think. If they're mm-hmm. appealing to, to your fleshful desires – which is money, which is sex, which is um, um, uh, maybe fitness, maybe all those different de- those those desires. Then you've got a question: Is that teacher the wolf in the sheep's clothing, or is he actually the shepherd? Right. This is yep, and and, and this is you know, expand expand on that. We have actually we have thirty seconds before we go to break. So why don't we do that real mm-hmm. quick, and we will uh, we'll come back and expand on this and. We will even dive even more a little, a little bit more into scripture. And you know, I know when we go into scripture, when I do shows about sports, we usually have um, I'll have a thousand hits or a thousand uh, views on, on the Facebook page. When we do one on God, we have like seventy-eight. So I know, <laughs> um, you know, and, and and frankly, we've probably lost a few people that that didn't want to hear this message in the first place. But if you're still around, we want to thank you for sticking around. We'll be back back after this break to talk more. See you then. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Women can live their lives to the fullest and realize their dreams for growth and greatness. Georgine Summers knows... 
As host of On the Edge, Georgine will give you powerful tools and rules to help you change direction in your life and get rid of the fears that stop you from living your dreams. Stretch your boundaries and become the amazing person you've always wanted to be. On the Edge with Georgine Summers airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. One quick... uh... Uh, one quick thing, I want to remind you that uh, Tiffany and I will be live in Wichita on March 5th at 7 o'clock at Glen Park Christian Church. We hope you will join us. If you want more information on that, just click on the link at MickeyEllison.com. It says Complete Fitness Live, and it will take you directly to um, – it'll tell you how to get there. It'll tell you what time, all that good stuff in case you forget. Um, today's show, we're hitting on on idols, and, and one thing that I, I, I just wanted to uh, – to, to re- remind people to look at and, and, and what you're doing is, you know, it, one, it, it's easy to be manipulated by someone who is um, possibly a wolf in sheep's clothing because they, they do appeal. They have an appearance of godliness, but they are not godly. They have the, they say all the right things because they know what to say. They're, they're deceitful liars. And before we went to the break, and I'm going to read this to you again. Because I hope it sinks in, because I, I want you to hear God's words, not my word. Second um, Peter two seventeen through nineteen, and all of this is actually at MickeyEllison.com on, on an article that I had written called "Idolatry: Am I Guilty? Are You?" Um, and it says Second Peter two seventeen through nineteen. These people are springs without water and mists driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them. For they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of our flesh, the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from the, who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. Listen to that. Whatever has mastered you, you're slaves to it. 
if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. Um, expand on that, Tiff. Yeah, you know, I have seen that happen before. I've seen people um, <clears throat> come out of drugs, um, alcohol, addictions, and find the Lord and get in church and start down a good path, and then they can't seem to let go of of the friends or the, the people, and before you know it, they're back in it again, but it's worse than it was before. It has a stronger hold on it. And the Bible even talks about <clears throat> when when the enemy comes into your home and you, you drive the enemy out, it talks about making sure you, you clean the house, making sure you get everything out that has anything to do with it. Because if not, the Bible is a parable that Jesus was talking about where um, the demon left, but he came back with six of his friends. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you are worse off because it gets stronger. That addiction or that, that thing that has gotten you uh, will be stronger the second time around. Because it's right. kind of like, it, it, like Satan says, well, I didn't get them the first time, so I'm going to send in more reinforcements the next time. It's going to be worse the next time. Yeah. So yeah, whatever it's, it's, you are getting away from, you have to completely separate yourself from it. That means people. That may even mean you need to move to a different town. You may have to change your job. But whatever you have to do to get away from that thing, you've got to do it. Yeah, pornography is a big one, and and, and mm-hmm. you know when we were growing up, it, it, pornography came in the form of books or or, or 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 videotapes that you might get get or or whatever it might be. Today, it's easily accessible. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a click of a mouse. And if your struggle is with pornography, the best thing you may be able to do, while it may be in, inconvenient in some other areas of your life, is take the computer out. Or at least take the link to, or, or take take the internet out. If you have struggles with the same thing, you know what channels do you have on your television? You know, I I, I go also think back. We we teach our children a lot of times, um, or, or we we hear it said, well, that movie isn't appropriate for my kids, or it isn't appropriate for young kids. Ask yourself why. Why is it not appropriate for them? If it's you know if it's because there are some. Uh, what we would call adult scenes that, that they're just not um, emotionally ready for, whether it be scenes of war or scenes from news or something like that. I get that. But if the reason it is inappropriate for my child is because of language, because of sexual content, because of nudity, for all those things, I bet you it's not appropriate for me and it's not appropriate for you as well. So think about that because God talks about how – we are supposed to um, believe like a child. Well, if you're exposing if you're exposing yourself to that, you're 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 just opening up the door for all those demons that that mm-hmm. Tiffany just talked about to come into your house. You have right. to somehow eliminate those things. It's very <clears throat> difficult in this world today, especially if you have trouble with with lust, because heck, you drive around town and you can see billboards that. That are showing half naked people on on there that might have actually been considered pornography fifty years ago. Um, you know, Sports Illustrated um, covers. I, I think that one just came out. I haven't seen it, but man, I've heard some stuff about it. But 
you know, these are all things. Let's let's turn back to to, to scripture again, so that you know we can think of things that are idolatry. Let's go also to Colossians three five through six. Tiffany, it says, "Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature: sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry." Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Well, that's the reason Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed. Um, it was it was all of that. I mean, it was mm-hmm. the most um, corrupt. It was the most um, uh, sexual, whatever whatever debauchery you can think of. It was going on there, mm-hmm. and God had enough. He's had enough, and because they would not change. Um, he destroyed them, and you know he's he. We have Jesus, and we have the Holy Spirit now. We have the work of the cross and what He did, and we're living under a time of grace. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the time of grace, there comes a judgment, and that's what people. Um, a lot of times, when they go to church and and they hear that God is love, which He is, and they hear that that grace has covered your sins, which it has, they still are missing the point that at some point there's going to be a reckoning and there's going to be a day of judgment. So that's why it says, put away all of your lustful desires, put away everything that got you in trouble in the first place, you know, because at the end you're going to have to give an account for everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have to stand before, you know, the Lord and have this big long list of things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have to hang my head, you know, uh-huh. because there comes a day when we do have to get give um, a, an account of how we lived and what we did, and we often forget about that that day is going to come. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be with Him, but you're still going to um, be rewarded for what you have done good, and um, we've just got to keep that in mind that, you know, you don't just get away with everything. Right, and, and that's the one thing we've got to realize is that, uh, you know, God protected me from from a media type a few years ago that I had become enamored with a little bit, and and the first thing that 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 caused me to go, whoa, wait a second, this might actually be antichrist, and it was it was a person who put out a a, a deal, and I'm not going to say the name, that America is good, I am good. Well, that's Antichrist, because if we've committed one sin against mm-hmm. God without mm-hmm. the grace of Jesus Christ on the cross, mm-hmm. we can't be in his presence. Right. Without, without the sacrifice, we cannot be in his presence, because he cannot tolerate the sin that we commit. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's really easy. I, I do want to get back a little bit to, to the idolatry real quick, because I know we're going to be coming up on the end of the show. Um, one thing that, that uh, um, I, I, I read, I'm going to read this one. It's Philippians 4, 11 through 13. And it's Paul writing, um, and, and Paul says, I'm not saying this because I am in need. Again, Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be, what it is like to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. 
and I ended the the article with, well, who who is your real God? You know, if if I am physically fit today, and two weeks from now, three weeks from now, or a year from now, I find out I have I have some form of cancer. Um, am I going to be okay? Can I be content in that situation? Frank, I don't. I I, I want to be. Um, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. If if I were rich, and suddenly that was taken away from me, and and, and you know, just like the rich man that the God called when, when the rich man was saying, well, "What do I need to go to heaven? What do I need to do?" And I followed all the commandments, and Christ says, "Go sell your all your things and follow me." Because God knew that His things, all those things, that was the idol. That was the one thing. It wasn't that God wouldn't allow him to have wealth, but it was the fact that that wealth was his God. That exercise can be your God. That fitness can be your God. Um, That sport can be your God. And, um, And we really, really have to be aware of those things and you know, and another something, thing I could add in there is that you can make church your God. Yes. You can be so in love with your church, you can make your pastor your God. When, Whenever you lose your sense to reason and you are not being objective with something by the Word of God, and you believe that pastor or that church above everything else, you have just turned him into your God. And that yeah, is I, very, very dangerous because a pastor is no more than a man, and he can mess up, and he can be fallible just like me and you can. So yeah, if he you may, don't he measure may, may be, everything may, by the word, you're getting it. You're going to be in trouble. Yeah, he he may be making an honest mistake. Yeah, but absolutely. Uh, it's just like just like our pastor at, at our church has, has told me multiple times. Again, if you know, test everything. Mm-hmm. Test what test what he test what I teach, and see that it that it matches up with Scripture. Because yeah. if there's any teaching that contradicts Scripture, it is not from God. Mm-hmm. Doesn't right. mean doesn't mean that um, some of the stuff might not be good advice, but it doesn't mean that it, it comes with the promise from God. Um, right, Tiffany. We're getting close to the end of the show. Anything you want to add before? Uh, I think we have two minutes left. Probably a minute and a half left. I just, you know, want to encourage people, um, especially those who already follow the Lord and are believers, to just to kind of recommit themselves today to making sure that He's really first. We have to do lots of other things: take care of our family, take care of our jobs, and do all of that. But at the end of the day. Just take a an account and make sure that you're really putting him first. Yeah, and and, and for those of you that are that are listening that mm-hmm. that don't understand what we're talking about, we we actually we want you to to email us or contact us if you've got questions for Tiffany. Um, I, you can email me Mickey at MickeyEllison.com and I can forward them to Tiffany or Tiffany. Is there an email they can reach you at? Just Tiffany Sweely at Gmail dot com. All right, and and if you have questions about things that we're doing and and what we're talking about. We want you to ask those questions. Um, folks, we're coming up on the end of the show. Tiffany, thanks again for coming this week. And uh, Thank you. Um, I, I was going to call you co-host, but it's been a little while. So uh, you're, you're, <laughs> guest, you're guest today. You're always welcome. But thank you so much for coming on. March 5th. Can't wait to be there next week. March 5th, Glen Park Christian Church here in Wichita, Kansas, live at 7 o'clock. Um, 
click on the link on the show and we'll see you next week hope you'll be with us Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too.